0: This week, the most anti-Indigenous Premier in Canada declares war on the First Nations of New Brunswick. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land and water. This is episode 176. Thanks for your support via patreon.com and email transfer. Minma. Matters at gmail.com. We'll Looking across the country, it's not hard to find premiers who are hostile to indigenous interests. Jason Kenney, Doug Ford, or Francois Legault come to mind. But Blaine Higgs of New Brunswick is in a league all of his own, as he showed once again last week. It's been one attack after another since Higgs became premier in 2018, but last week he took things to a new low, announcing the end of decades-old tax-sharing arrangements with Migma and Wollustawai First Nations that will starve the communities of funds for health, education, and elder care. The move came less than a month after a court decision in support of First Nations and their claim to millions of dollars in carbon tax revenue. It wasn't only the contents of last week's announcement that was shocking, but how it went down. Without notice or a chance to ask questions, it was completely without respect. It was a declaration of war. Our guest this week is Chief George Ganesh, spokesperson for the Mi'kmaq chiefs of New Brunswick. I began by asking him about the tax sharing arrangements which give First Nations the bulk of taxes collected in community on sales of tobacco, gas, and other fuel.
1: They they come to our community. They they support you know the few businesses that we have, and that that money is in turn, you know, less uh, provincial handling fee of, of whatever it was five five percent or whatever. That money is returned to uh, for for use to support you know a number of of programs that. The province won't touch otherwise, and that the fed's underfund.
2: And what programs so, are those?
1: So we we what we do with them is we provide uh, some of the big the big ticket items as part of that are, are to provide our elders with assistance. Most of our elders, uh, because of just lack of opportunity and and you know the fact, you know, it's not that long ago, you know First Nations people couldn't vote. You know it was difficult to leave the reserve to to find work. So you know we've got a group of people that really, other than old age security, they don't have any of form of income. Mm-hmm. So you know these these programs have uh, you know enabled us to assist them with rent subsidies because once they turn sixty five and they're on OAS, then the uh, the income assistance program cannot help them with with rent or with uh, utilities or or anything. So that that's a big one. Another one is uh, we assist our university students with uh, with rent subsidies as well. In spite of the fact that people think, you know, First Nation students get, get free tuition, uh, they actually don't. What they get in support, you know, covers a portion of their costs and, and, many have to, uh, you know, they have, they have to work together. You know, you'll get three or four that will, you know, rent a space and, and try to reduce costs and, uh, and those that even decide to, to go, you know, uh, in residence and, 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 and have meal programs, you know, what, what's provided does does not cover their costs. So there's a little extra that we do there to help them, to make sure that, yeah, they, they don't, you know, drop out of school because, you know, they can't afford it. And uh, and a big one, of course, is, is school food and community food bank because, uh, you know, our reality is that, uh, you know, poverty in the Mi'kmaq communities north, northern New Brunswick, is you know, food insecurity is 40 50 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the, provi- the province just came out with a poverty, kind of a child poverty uh, study in 2020 that they did. And, you know, our communities are double, mm-hmm. you know, the the every other, just about every other community other than a few small non native communities that are remote. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you see things like that. And that's, that's what it's helped because, you know, New Brunswick will not. Uh, they won't assist us with with elders. Uh, like we've been trying for years to get a first and second level care facility for our elders, so that they can you know they can live in in the community, live up their last days close to family, surrounded by First Nations people that are working. And as as a alternative to, to palliative care in the friggin uh, you know in the cold mm. in the cold hospital. Mm. So you know for years we've been trying to do that, and, and you know some, funds like this would help us you know with a facility like that and 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 now to have it you know bang you know you get many of our communities 90 day notice others you know two years that are in the newer agreements but you know these these funds were were utilized for uh again for for things that the province wouldn't touch and and for programs that are you know seriously underfunded by the by indian affairs and 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 health canada because you know even health like you know it's <laughs> don't he, get me started. About the don't about, get me started. Yeah, don't get me started about the premier either. And, and you know, we pay our own health. You know, we pay mm-hmm. our medical, we pay our dental, we pay our doctor, we pay our hospital. That's paid by. That's paid by you know First Nation Inuit health. That's mm-hmm. not paid by New Brunswick. Yes. Uh, education. You know, we we are charged. You know, our kids are charged eleven thousand dollars tuition as soon as they leave our communities to mm-hmm. attend provincial schools. No one else. You know, other than First Nations and you know, foreign students pay tuition in New Brunswick. So, you know, this guy's got some really, you know, he's he's got a different take on 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 how the playing field is level. And uh,
2: well, well, let's talk about how this thing uh, went down, where he uh, <clears throat> where he uh, announced uh, the uh, the end of these agreements. So he has he has these uh, this big speech. Uh, with uh, you know people clapping and um, and apparently yep. the media found out before the First Nations did that these uh, programs will be coming to an end and then you get a call from the Minister of Finance who reads you in a letter and yep. then before um, before you get asked any questions he hangs up so uh, thank you very much
1: yeah exactly it's you know we had received uh, and and put a little bit in context we've been. We've been pushing this government, you know, first as a minority and then as a majority for the past over two years to sit down and look at, you know, taxation agreements. Big reason was because they would not extend the newer agreements to communities that had not signed in before the government changed back in 2017. So, you know, there were communities pushing, saying, you know, we want the new agreements, they're 10-year agreements, you can't cancel it for five years. That's what we want, we want to sit down and talk about it, so we have no less than six letters to government from from our our Mi'kmaq chiefs organization you know asking to meet to discuss this so you know we've we spent two years knocking on that door so yesterday morning we get an email a uh, generic email from the uh, the minister of uh, finance it, it looked like a scam quite frankly is what it looked like it looks like there's so many of these Phishing emails going on lately, I have to look at it twice and say, "Jesus, is this for real." Normally, something you get from the minister It's accompanied by a letter. It, has, it looks official. Mm. This said, "Please join us for an important financial update at 11:30 this morning," and it gave contact information for uh, call-in call-in uh, number and a uh, passcode for uh, for a conference call. So, and at the same time, you know, we're starting to wonder what the hell is going on here. And, you know, we we're getting calls from uh, people in government that, that are, are are friendly to our, our, our community saying, like, we're hearing something's going on. There's going to be a, you know, we've just seen a letter that uh, the premier is meeting with the press, you know, in lockdown at 1030, which is an hour before the finance minister, uh, his call is scheduled with us. So we're starting to hear bits and pieces that, you know, the agreements are going to be canceled and. Then anyway, we get on the line. He comes on the line. Uh, he does. Uh, he gets one of his uh, ADMs to do a quick roll call, and he proceeds to tell us, uh, "I have uh, an announcement from the the province of New Brunswick. We will not be taking any questions after this. Uh, we, you will uh, be able to contact the Minister of Aboriginal Affairs to follow up." And then he pretty much reads off a short letter saying that uh, the the Higgs government has cancelled these agreements. Blah 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 blah. And man, and it's it's and then he hangs up. Wow. You know, it's, it's like it's like getting process served. Hmm. You know, by a racist friggin' uh, you know court worker saying, oh, you don't even get a chance to speak, and then they hang up on you. Yeah. I mean, never in our, you know, in my 24 years as a chief have I been treated with that level of disrespect. And uh, man, it just blows my mind. Well that's
2: the that that that's the, thi- that's that's the, the relationship. Thing about, yes, well that's the thing about this, is I mean, it's one thing to cancel the agreements. That's that's bad enough. But it seems that they almost want to rub your nose in it the way that they're yeah. doing it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh it's you know, he's he's got a real issue with, with the success it seems of a couple of the communities that uh, that are in, in the agreements, they're doing very well. And that's what the rest of us want to do. You know, we want that opportunity. And, uh, see, so some of the agreements, too, they include, uh, they include gaming. But, uh, you know, ours in ground doesn't include gaming, and a number of the older ones don't include gaming. So, you know, these are new agreements that were, that were negotiated through, you know, department, uh, you know, provincial departments with communities, and, and some, you know, some were given, you know, the option to, uh, you know, for, for, for VLTs and, and, you know, and for, and they actually got help to you know to build uh and and add add to reserve uh, you know and and that's that's where you want to be i mean if you want to be successful have business you need to be you know location is is you know a big part of it so and you have many communities now that are that were going down that road mm-hmm. and and they' they're, they're all their efforts to this point now is is you know. It's below. It's dangling in the wind, dangling in the breeze, because because of this.
2: He's taking a run at Madawaska because uh, they've uh, they have um, <clears throat> a business by the uh, Trans Canada there, the Edmonton exit, and do quite well. Yes. And he doesn't yes. seem to. He doesn't seem to like that. Uh, that no, absolutely
1: not. Yeah, and you throw in the tax, the uh, the, the tax challenge on the uh, the carbon tax holdback on on our our on our. Uh, Tax agreements, you know, that, I think that was like another smack, you know, it, you know, court said, no, you can't hold that back. You have to release it to the communities. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it, it just speaks to the, you know, how dysfunctional, you know, our, our relationship is with New Brunswick right now. It's all, it's never been great, but it's never been this bad. And, and he totally seems to overlook, be able to overlook the fact that you know, that that most of our communities are not making a fortune off these things. They're just helping us, you know, survive. And and to give, you know, a bunch of us a ninety day notice on these things is is inhuman. It's it's freaking inhumane mm-hmm. to, to, to do that. And and you know, I don't I don't <laughs> you know, it's gonna be real interesting to see what the Minister of Aboriginal Affairs has to say about that because, you know, She's the one that's been thrown under the bus on that finance yes. minister, the, the, the premier. You, you guys go talk to, uh, you know, Arlene Dunn about uh, how Please. we proceed.
2: Poor woman. What a job. Uh, who would want to have that job right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. But
2: this this premier, I mean, he's uh, he's a very right wing uh, guy. Of course, he came from uh, the Confederation of Regents Party back years ago. And of course, he was beating up on francophones at that time. Uh, speak English. You know, he was against uh, mm-hmm. official bilingualism. And, um, yeah. And, uh, so, you know, I guess, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's who he is. And you've, mm-hmm. as soon as he was, he was elected, uh, Premier, you've had your problems. I remember that he wanted to start fracking, uh, and he wasn't, didn't want to consult. And mm-hmm. then, um, the, uh, the, the former Minister of Aboriginal Affairs wanted to have an inquiry into systemic racism. Premier didn't like that and fired that guy. Yep. because they yep. weren't Back on terms. Bench, yeah,
1: banished, banished. So yeah.
2: it's uh, it's been one thing. Uh, it's been one well, thing. It, after it's,
1: it's, yeah, it's it's not a collaborative. It's absolutely not collaborative at all. It's it's you know, he, you know, we, we pretty much feel that he comes and whenever whenever he sits down with us. It's it's all you know pre pre planned preconceived. This is what I'm bringing. This is what's the offer is. If you don't like it, too bad. And you know that's I mean what kind of a relationship is that? You know, New Brunswick and Canada are supposed to be our treaty partners. You know, don't get me started on that relationship because, you know, in spite of, you know, the sharing that our ancestors did, you know, that, that, you know, those treaties, we had to fight tooth and nail in court, you know, for hundreds of years and fight the Indian act at the same time to, to begin to regain even a little bit of, you know, what had been promised to our ancestors and, uh, Man, and and, and and for this, uh, you know, for, for New Brunswick, you know, and, and we're getting, you know, we're getting <laughs> calls of support from, you know, members of the opposition party saying this is, this is crazy. This is, you know, I've never seen anything like this. Mm. In, 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 you know, you can't even recall it. You know, even when we had, you know, we had rough relationships before with PC governments, but, uh, you know, you know, they were at least. Would listen, you know, they'd open their ears a little bit, and then, you know, you you, you kind of, if you have the opportunity, you know, and, and a person isn't totally closed mind, you can, you know, you can you can get them to at least see your point and, and 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 meet part way, but, you know, there there is no there is obviously not a you know that's that's <laughs> our our battle has become straight uphill.
2: Yes, and and where do you think public opinion is in New Brunswick? Because uh, I think if you Part of what he's trying to do is kind of fan these flames of, you know, these natives yep. don't pay tax. So, well, do you think uh, yeah, the general yeah. public uh, sees it's, through that, or or they uh, they buy their many? Life?
1: Absolutely, many do. But but it's easy to find, you know, those that are unsure or ignorant or don't understand, you know, the entire picture to uh, to get upset and and feel that they're getting a raw deal. Why are the First Nations getting a better deal than us? And, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of First Nations people that would probably trade places, you know, economically with most of the ones that are complaining. Mm. You know, you look at the, uh, I mean, hard data, census data, you know, we, we used to talk about this for years, but late, you know, the last, the last 10 years or so, we've been, we've been keeping data. We've been keeping letters. We've been keeping track of what's been said and what's going on. And you look at, you know, just in, in, in my area here, you know, the after tax, Per household income in my community is half of what it is two minutes down the road. Mm. And that pretty much is is province wide. So, you know, and, and if you're gonna pay, you know, one of the triggers for paying tax is you have to earn so much money. And you know, most of our folks don't earn enough money to get tax to begin with. Wow. You know? So, you know <laughs> it, it's just it's it's like, you know, they're they're playing to the the, the the worst in, in the general public. And there's some that are upset because they, you know, for whatever reason, maybe their businesses aren't doing as well in the areas where ours are doing really well. And, and they're, they're probably, you know, after, you know, after finance and after, you know, whoever they've supported politically to say, you know, fix this, you know, how can, mm-hmm. you know, how can we compete with these people? This is unfair. And, and you know, after, you know, it, it's been like 280 years since the first treaties were signed. And the you know, Indian Act has been, you know, it's, it's, it's been, you know, good God. It, it's, we haven't even been able to leave the First Nations, hire lawyers, vote until the 1960s. Yes. So, you know, everybody's got like, Jesus, 150-year head start on us. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they're, they're kicking us now because, we've, you know, we've, we've had a couple years to kickstart and, you know, some economy building. And uh, you know, and, and we still struggle. I mean, even with fisheries, like we have a a right to a moderate livelihood. We've we've you know, Marshall Fishery Agreement 21 years ago, mm. you know, was a huge victory. You know, our, our people were saying, yeah, geez, we're not going to be hungry. There's going to be great opportunity here. But you know, what happens? Yes. You know, it, it, it's DFO saying, well, we have we have the we manage the fishery, we determine conservation levels, and you know, we're going to talk about this. We've been talking with them. For 20, 20 years, about what a moderate livelihood, you know, should be. How our people can, you know, pull themselves out of poverty, and that has been a struggle as well. Mm. It's like, man, it's it's like the deck is just. Even when you win, yes. you know, it, it's <laughs> it's it's not a clear win. It, it make it so difficult. And and New Brunswick and you want to talk about tax? New Brunswick has been whittling away at our our tax exemption for years. Uh, years ago, the the province said no more point of sale exemption for natives in New Brunswick. At one point, you used to you had your status card, you were you were exempt. You, you know, you you take it to the store and they'd have to write it up and you don't pay tax. That that started to change, you know, with the HST, GST, provincial and federal portions of it. And and uh, you know, okay, it's got to be delivered to to reserve. It's got to be delivered by an approved delivery agent of the vendor. So. You know, right now, most vendors in New Brunswick won't even bother. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, they won't. They won't. You know, say, oh, you want a delivery here? It's fifty bucks. You know, something yes. costs five dollars. You ain't going to pay fifty bucks to mm-hmm. get it delivered. Yes, it just it makes it so onerous and so difficult.
2: Whereas before, that, you, could go people, to, you could go to the Walmart, uh, show your card, and uh, yeah. they would do the transaction there.
1: Yep, exactly. Okay. None of that. None of that anymore. So you know, you've got the poorest of the poor the little buying power you know that they might have had is 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 now gone you know it's mm-hmm. 15% right out you know gone
2: mm-hmm. Poof. yes you know that's and a lot of money when you're when you're a person of modest means
1: exactly exactly and and, so, and, uh, and, and he talks about fairness like he like, like fair i mean it's an insult for for you know to hear that word from the government say fair after you know, what our communities, what our people have endured mm. you know, for two hundred years and he, all of a sudden he wants to be fair. Mm. So what much, he, what he's not being fair about is that, you know, he's he's canceled all these agreements because he has a beef with a couple. Mm. He's some of some of our communities it's ninety day notice. Those in the newer agreement, it's two years. The first thing these characters should do is if you want you want to negotiate something new, put us all You know, on two year notice and give us time to do this. You cannot, you cannot. I mean, that is, that is so, that is so discriminatory and so racist to do that. 90 days, your agreements are canceled, and and this is really going to, you know, hurt.
2: As we you know, know some some uh, in when you're dealing with a government ninety government. days is nothing when you're dealing with a government. You can't even wait, exactly. can arrange a meeting in the in ninety days. So and what, exactly. so and what's what's the strategy now of the First Nations in uh in the Brunswick? There are nine Mi'kmaq communities and you have mm. you're working with the other ones. Uh Six, will there yeah, be, yeah. will there be a joint uh, strategy?
1: Uh yes, uh, actually we're we're meeting we're meeting next week. Uh we're, we're trying. We're working to an arrangement. Arrangement meeting midweek, and, and look at our, you know, what are our legal options? You know, what are our, our media strategies? And, and you know, you got to get the word out there that, you know, this is this is being the way this is being spun is is not, you know, is not the way that it is. You know, you're getting, you're hearing one side of it. Uh, you've got a government that that is really content to, you know, throw everybody under the bus because uh you know they don't like how you know one one portion of 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 the agreement is working so yeah it's i mean we we've got to get word out there and we've got to organize and we've got to look at you know we're basically looking at all our options but but you know public you know public inform the public of what what this is about and uh We've got to, you know, call on all our allies to, to pressure this government to uh, to stop this lunacy.
0: Chief George Ganesh, speaking to us from New Brunswick. And that's it for the program. Our intern and in residence is Ellen Riopelle, a student at the University of King's College School of Journalism in Halifax. Allison Baker is the producer of Big Mom Matters, and we have some very exciting news to share on behalf of Allison who is the recipient of the Michener L. Richard O'Hagan Fellowship for Journalism, along with Vivian Fairbank. The prestigious Michener comes with funding of $40,000 and is dedicated to the advancement and enrichment of the education of Canadian journalists and journalism students. Among other things, Allison and Vivian will be designing a curriculum for fact-checking education and a conference to present research results and discuss truth, Facts and objectivity in Canadian journalism. Congratulations to Allison and Vivian. Important work, and we're looking forward to hearing more about it. Thanks for listening. I'm Glenn Wheeler, Nimaltis.